Today's episode of Post 82 is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla, for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with, with a free stock by going to Robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not an investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield or invested, uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Jones with your latest edition of Post 82. Your post-game edition of the Throne Room Breakdown, bringing you... Uh, the latest from a uh, Kings win on the road. Check that out. Kings rallied from 21 down to knock off the Phoenix Suns 114-103. Tuesday night in Phoenix. The story of this game really is the bench. And once again, Luke Walton daring to go with a lineup, the hot lineup, and not go back to some of his starters with the game in the balance and let the guys who essentially got the Kings back into the game finish the game. Uh, just some, so you know, no Bogdan Bogdanovich still recovering from the uh, the uh, ankle soreness, right ankle soreness. Rashawn Holmes missed the game with a right shoulder strain. And Marvin Bagley still out with his uh, foot sprain. So got that out the way. Let's get to this game. Uh a lot of hate this year for some of these uh, guys the Kings brought in, whether you know Trevor Ariza, Corey Joseph. You know, I hear a lot of people saying they don't play fast, they don't do this, they don't do that. But they what it is they do is they make winning plays, and tonight was a prime example of why you brought in these veterans on a night where you're shorthanded and you needed to get this game back under control. Because quite honestly. The way this game was going, I figured the Kings were about to get blown out. They came out in the third quarter, did one of their typical, <laughs> probably way too typical sleepwalk through half the third quarter situations, get down by 21, defense non-existent, Phoenix getting whatever they wanted, you know, going to the hole, getting to the, getting to the rim for easy layups, wide open threes, just rhythm shots. No disruption from the Kings whatsoever. Meanwhile, the Kings are just jacking up threes and, you know, not good threes, just dribbling up and shooting threes, making themselves easy to defend, you know, the kind of thing that you do when you're playing bad basketball. So that was, that's the way the game was going. The third figured, okay, here we go again. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, here's what we got. We got another example of a team that does not know how to make do the things it takes to win. Namely, could you at least pitch somebody, try to defend someone? So what does Luke Walton do? He goes to Trevor Ariza. 
He goes to Corey Joseph, and he goes to Dwayne Detman. That's right. Dwayne Detman is back. Well, he was back tonight. <laughs> uh, he's been inactive the last three games. Wasn't in the rotation. Wanted to get Wants to get traded. We all know the Dwayne Detman story at this point. But Detman was ready to play. You know, he didn't start the game. Harry Giles started. But when it was, you know, when it was crunch time, when it was time to win, Detman was in the game. Devin finished with 12 points, 10 rebounds. I said, not bad for a guy who really hasn't played significant minutes since right before Thanksgiving. And if you're a big plus-minus guy, I don't know who you are, or, or, or a woman, don't mean to sound, don't mean to assume that you're a male listening to this, but if you're into the plus-minus, Deadman was a plus 33 tonight. My man Trevor Ariza was a plus 32. Corey Joseph was a plus 34. I mean, that's if you're into that type of thing. I mean, what they really did in that third quarter was they shifted the the, the way the game was being played by bringing some defensive energy. So what I want to basically say is some of y'all need to lay off the hate of Trevor Ariza, who's actually been playing probably his best ball of the season lately. I uh, chatted with Trevor about this briefly the other day about just how people don't appreciate what he adds to a team. You know, it's not, you know, what he does, you know, isn't pretty. And even look at his shooting numbers, you know, he's taking a lot of threes. He was actually going into tonight, like the fourth best three-point shooter on the King. So, I mean, just a lot of hate. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of funny to a degree just because my joke is that people around Sacramento have seen – Players not making winning plays, not defending, not doing the little things for so long. You see a guy doing that, you're confused because he's not scoring a lot of points. And King's got enough guys who can score. You need you you really needed Trevor tonight, and he helped get Devin Book Devin Booker under control a little bit. Then De'Aaron Fox took over, you know, closed the game out defending him, which I think was a big thing for De'Aaron to take on that challenge. Um, for this team to be a good team, De'Aaron's got to be that guy on both ends. So to see him take that challenge of not just going at De- uh, Devin on offense, but also taking the challenge of I'm going to defend Devin Booker. The, to me, it's a big step tonight in or in his his development as a leader, development as a defender, because the the rest of the team has to see De'Aaron doing things like that. Because we all know we all know what the deal is. This team is built for De'Aaron Fox. This team is about De'Aaron Fox. This is all about De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he was drafted to be the franchise player, and he's got to be one. He's got to be one every night at some point. For this team to be good, you can't have those 10, 12-point games. And De'Aaron gave you 27 points, 6 assists, a block shot, and a steal against the Suns. If we want to be petty, we point out he had four turnovers. But, hey, De'Aaron made big shots in the fourth quarter. Like I said, played good defense. And this might, you know, given the situation, the team being shorthanded, the team being on the second night of a back-to-back, going against a, an elite scoring guard in Devin Booker, this might be De'Aaron's best game of the season, all things considered. So... Now that I've kind of given all this praise to the old guy, so to speak, wanted to just look, touch on the lineup that finished the game. And generally, I know most coaches wouldn't like to run an entire group out 
for an entire fourth quarter if they could, but Luke Walton did that, you know, whether it be in L.A. or in Sacramento, he gets his rotations criticized pretty much every night no matter what he does, but the 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 fourth quarter crew tonight, Corey Joseph, Dwayne Detman, De'Aaron Fox, Nemanja Bialica. That's the group that finished the game. That group outscored the Suns 36-16. So, I guess there goes your, at least for one night, your argument that the team can't score with Joseph and Ariza on the floor together. Well, it won't matter if you're getting 11 from Fox in the quarter and Bialica gives you 14. (laughs) So, but yeah. When when they're doing that, you can you know you can play those guys out there, but you know I thought Corey had a good offensive game. He made some some shots in that third quarter as well. So I said enough of the the hate of Trevor Ariza and Corey Joseph because without those two tonight, trust me, the Kings lose this game. They probably lose it by twenty or thirty points, and you're sitting around here wondering, damn, what's going on. You know, who do we fire? You're probably, you know, hate tweeting Vlade and Luke and sending your We Miss Dave Yeager letters out into to cyberspace. You're probably doing that anyway. But I'm just saying, you know, give Trevor and Corey their props for what, you know, what they bring consistently. Even if they don't have a lot of points, I think the uh, their ability to defend, their ability to be part of a, a team concept defensively to help get guys in order cannot be underestimated and i'll say this you got to give uh luke walden credit because he's still coaching this team he's coaching this team hard you know a couple of weeks ago buddy hill went off about not being trusted in the fourth quarter you know coaches don't trust me and if you want you could say that they didn't trust him (laughs) tuesday night but buddy really couldn't argue given the fact that the team won the game he had 16 points in 24 minutes, but once Luke sat him down, you know, he didn't go back to him, and I think this is the type of night where Buddy can't complain. And some coaches might have said, you know what, let me get him back in there. You know, he you know, he kind of went bad on me last time. You know, I can't let him sit that long. But to his credit, Walton stick to his guns, and it worked out. Definitely worked out, and... It wasn't, like I said, and Luca probably would tell you, this wasn't punishment for anyone, you know, Harrison Barnes didn't play in the fourth quarter. You know, Harry Giles in his first NBA start played about 16, 17 minutes. But this game, like I said, came down to those three vets, you know, the three guys the Kings added in the offseason. I don't, I don't know if that makes, that justifies them all signing, but... Uh, one thing the Kings have lacked for years at times are having, I call them grown men, you know, players who have been through the ringers, who know how to make winning plays, and if they want to go back at any point the rest of the season and get some examples of making winning plays, diving for loose balls, all that type of stuff, the, uh, that group that finished the game definitely had it. So, as I mentioned, you know, De'Aaron Fox had 17, you know, Bielitsa came on, you know, big 14 of his 19 in the fourth. Another good offensive game for Trevor Ariza, 15 points, also had seven rebounds. I already mentioned Dwayne Dedman with his uh, 12 and 10. In his first career start, Harry Giles had eight points, eight rebounds. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a, not a whole lot to say, but I think that this is a, you got to give it up to the old guys, the vets or whatever. You got to give them some love for what they did. This is what you have them for. Second night of a back-to-back. You know, down two of your top eight rotation players in bogey. Well, actually, I forgot three. You're down bogey, Rashawn, and Marvin. And you go on the road and win a game against a team that's beaten you twice already this season, including the last time you faced them. And when they beat you at home, uh, the open season, they beat the Kings pretty handily. So this is a big win for them, you know, and the uh, big win prevents the Suns from winning the season series, which they would have done with the win. So a lot, you know, a lot to take from that, from this game. And the Kings will now be off until Friday when they host the Milwaukee Bucks. That's going to be a tough one. Well, obviously, you know, Giannis coming to town. It's not going to be a tough game. But the Kings really needed, they needed, they needed this win. You, you look at the kind of the, uh, Teams like to put, you know, things in five, ten game stretches. You look at this now. They've uh, won three of the last four, you know. And so even if they were to lose to Milwaukee, that's three and two in that little five-game stretch. And that gets them back on the right direction after they had lost eight in a row. So it's definitely an important win for them as they try to rectify this whole situation, try to get themselves up in the Western Conference standings, you know, and try to make themselves into, eventually into a playoff team. You know, I'm, I'm not convinced that happens this year, but hey, they're a game and a half out of the last playoff spot right now. Why not dream big, think big, and shoot for the moon, you know? What did Donnie Simpson used to say? Shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll still be amongst the stars. I don't know who Donnie took that from, but when I was a kid, I thought that was a pretty cool thing to say, even though in my head I realized the moon was closer than the star. You know, whatever, let me stop. I digress. But uh, you have another edition of Throne Room Breakdown with myself and Kenny Carraway dropping on Wednesday. We'll talk about this, talk about, he'll probably bring up the 49ers. You know, unfortunately, but we'll talk about, you know, what's going on with the team, why the Kings aren't looking to trade bogey, all the trade rumor stuff, what this game what this game tonight meant for the team, just in terms of their psyche, their confidence. You know, do you give Luke credit for, for sticking to his guns again, even though, like I said, it would have been easy if he said, let me get Buddy back in there now, you know. you know. But if you watch the game, you saw on the bench, everyone's still engaged. I don't think that's going to be an issue at, at all. I think this team, you know, the, tonight was a very important win for them. And I think they all recognize that. Everyone was happy for uh, Dwayne Dedman and him getting back on the court and contributing. You know, and not just contributing, contributing, playing well. And like I said, really anchoring that defense. And quiet as kept before he got out, was taken out the rotation, one of the things that quietly the team was pleased with was how he was playing, you know, his ability to help with the defense. That wasn't enough to keep him in the rotation because, you know, maybe it wasn't as consistent as they liked. But if uh, for as bad as he had been on offense, they had seen some things on defense they had liked. So it's good for – and they needed him tonight too because you're going against a big man like DeAndre Ayton, a legit center, and – 
I felt like in a, the last couple of games, particularly that uh, Memphis game against Valanciunas and against Derek Favors against New Orleans, you could have used a big body like Devin because as, as good as Rashawn Holmes has been, he's not a big center or it's not, it's not as big as Dwayne. So it was good to see him get out there. His teammates are happy for him. Dwayne hasn't fallen off the, the, from the face of the, the basketball earth. Even though he's been inactive, he still attended De'Aaron Fox's uh, charity event on Sunday. So he hasn't ostracized himself and the team hasn't ostracized him. Even if for whatever reason they don't have him on the bench during games. So that's all I got for y'all tonight. Uh, Kings, I said, overcome a 21-point deficit to win 114-103 on the road. Next game up is Friday at Golden 1 Center against the Milwaukee Bucks. Kings will be off Wednesday, you know, having played back-to-back games. Then Thursday, they'll jump back out there getting ready for the Bucks. So, again, this is Jason Jones. You know where to find me. Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. I don't remember my Snapchat, plus I barely use it anyway. So, if you find me on there, I guess you could add me. You won't see much, but hey, maybe I'll post again one day. So, y'all be good out there. Y'all take it easy. I'll catch you, catch you Wednesday. All right, y'all be good out there. Take care.